0: Good morning, good afternoon, good night and welcome to a very special episode of the Make Motherhood Diverse podcast. It's brought to you by us, MMD and Clarks and I'm Remy Sade and I'll be joined by Candice Brathwaite and also a very, very treasured guest. It was lovely to have her. She is a specialist from the brand but also she's a fellow mum. Her name is Rosie. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, girl.
1: Hi. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> We're so childish. Do you know what? I've, 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 I've been better. I, I think people haven't heard our voices together in a long time. Ages, right? Um, I know, I know. And I've, well, I wouldn't say I've been better. We're just coming out of the world being turned upside down, which when you're a parent has just an extra layer of stress on top. To be I love that
0: you said we're coming out of it because honey <laughs> well I mean <laughs> we're you know we're parenting as you do um I'm quite excited though to talk to talk to you and everybody else today because I like the reason that we're having this conversation um we always have a reason when we do these episodes and this is like a like a magical surprise episode that nobody was expecting as well so that's pretty cool we have come to talk to you about all things first in parenting, which is nice because, I mean, have we gone back down memory lane like this before?
1: Oh, gosh, no, not really. Well, I do that thing of, like, scrolling to the end of my camera roll and looking at them when they were younger and, you know, being I a bit like, I oh, did see you oh. doing that
0: the other day. I did see
1: And I know that scared you because you were, like, friends. I thought it was,
0: like, Just a to- soft launch. <laughs> <laughs> was like,
1: oh, okay. She was, like, Feel the feelings, but don't act on them.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. You know your body, your choice. But yet still, I was like, okay, cool. So, uh, sharing things with the internet, like, no, it's cute though. It's cute. It is nice to look at their baby pictures, especially when you know your phone pops up and says on this day, and it does make you think of yeah, all of the different firsts. And like, I don't know, what are some of the first steps that stood out to you, like, as a just as a parent, when you think about. <sighs>
1: There's just so many. There's bringing them home. There there is that moment where you are outside of the care of midwives or doctors or a hospital space. Or if you home birth, everyone goes home. It's being alone. Uh, It's bringing them home. It's being alone and understanding that in this point in time, you are this little person's whole world. That first kind of took my breath away in when I had both Esme and RJ, that was a lot. And then of course there is the first time you might get someone to babysit, so you go away without your baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You have have a few hours off. I don't know if anyone listening will remember that anxiety and then they get a bit older. It's the first time you might put them in in a shared space with other children. And of course, it's their literal first steps. You remember that. I was watching this video of RJ doing this he looked like a penguin like he took his first steps well I'll tell a little story I thought they were his first steps. so he takes his first steps and we're all like oh my gosh well done and classic RJ he's got a toy in one hand and a cracker in the other and he keeps squatting so that he doesn't lose his balance but takes a bite of the cracker with each squat so he's like uh, uh, mm. and it's like oh and then I get to the the child min- minder on Monday I'm like oh my god he took his first steps she was like oh he's been walking with me for a while You know, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, talk about a robbery
0: of a moment. But
1: (laughs) and the reality is, now that he's a lot older, that is absolutely my son's personality. He'll do it in his own time. He'll even pretend that he doesn't know what he's doing. And then I'm still doing. There are still certain parts of her that I think it's. Possibly because of
0: two things. She's an only child and in our house, I'm an only parent as well. So I think that mm. that means that there are things that she, I could boil it down to her personality and not necessarily um, her just like, what's the word, choosing to be babyed mm. still. I also don't mind because, you know, I ain't got no plans to do this again. So because of that as well, (laughs) I'm like, oh, she's young and sweet and bless her. But I definitely do see what you're talking about. I think one of the first, actually, that I remember about parenting that was interesting is when I realized that she was like joking or playing like a trick, like when I realized she had a sense of humor, I was like, yes, Yes. (laughs) context. That was, yeah, that was a really, it was like, oh, you've got some personality to you. And I think, Mm. you know, oftentimes we, we have first all the time in conversation about how much we like our kids and we get along with them and they're pretty cool people. Like if I was a kid, I would want to be her friend, you know, and I like her personality and character. And I think that is something that developed at a really young age for her. I started Mm. to see that, oh, like you're, you're a cool person, you know, like I could, I could dig this kind of vibe for a while. And I think as well, when you said about um, babysitting, Mm. choosing a babysitter for me has been such a process, you know, and and like choosing people who she knows, but also people who I trust to be responsible, not just fun, but also not just responsible and no fun. You Mm. know what I mean? So Yeah, it's been, it's definitely been, it's been a process. And just understanding, especially now that she's started school, this is, Mm. I mean, can we talk about that? How, you obviously have two, so you're going to go through that whole process of him starting school again. Yeah, yeah, he starts school very soon, actually. You've already had one go
1: to school, so how did you find, like, her first day and all of that stuff? I found it very overdue. And I don't mean that in the sense of, oh, you know... So, you get, you get, we're we're, we're all parents, and to be honest, sometimes you get annoyed with them being home too much. I just found it overdue in terms of her maturity and what she needed. Because in the UK, you are able to like do staggered entry into reception school up until I think the term they turn five or whatever. And so the teachers were very much like, you know, does Esme need a warming up period? I was like, no, 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 she's good to go. And so, like, there's all these children, rightfully so, crying at the school gate clinging to a parent's leg and Esme's like be off with you like I'm I'm so ready to be as done with you as you are with me bye and so it was quite um that hurt a little that stung a little bit I can't lie as much as I yeah as much as I appreciate a a mature kid I was like wow she's really not looking back cool I'm here clinging to the gates in some kind of like soap opera vibe and she's like she she didn't even look back to see if I'd gone oh no she I can't like. she
0: definitely let me know that this was a moment for the two of us we had a little pep talk no we had a little secret no, handshake es- thing did that for a week it was es- a vibe
1: Esme, Esme no and I, I'm getting the same kind of energy from RJ he's in preschool four times a week nine till three which is close enough to school hours and he comes home still with a little bit too much energy. So I do feel like he's ready to, to, to take that step. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there are so many like different
0: things that you do in prep. And actually we're going to talk to a specialist from Clark's because one of the biggest things that you do when you start school is get some school shoes. Um, and so that would be quite fun to like find out from the other side. I feel like do you remember when you were getting, like, your first pair of shoes and, like, you got
1: taken to the shop? Oh, my gosh. It was such a performance, a pantomime even. It was. There was one... Um, Sorry, can you hear that? Is that a child? No, so you can't hear it. Don't worry, it's a hoover. Um, there was one... I'm not sure if I can say this, so we can stop and edit if so. There was one... Uh. Clark's shop. Can I say Clark's shop? Of course, you can say Clark's shop. We're... Okay, there was one. Clark- <laughs> there was one really popular Clark's shop in Brixton. I was raised in Brixton. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes, I know which one you're talking yes. About. Yes, there was one, and like every parent, every West Indian and West African parent descended on there two days before school started.
0: And then the, the queue would be up outside the shop because the, we all the had to queue get would our go round
1: the shop because everyone had to get measured and no one's parent wanted the, your feet to grow out of the shoes so it was always literally 2 days before school began and so it was it was a proper thing it was Do you remember theater. when you used to go into that shop as well because
0: it, it wasn't like a big Clark shop do you remember when they used to like small. sell out of the style that you wanted and then you Yeah the- I know
1: I know <laughs> I
0: would say that is a part of um having Clark shoes, that part of the experience our kids don't understand. Like also when somehow, do you also remember when Clark's always had like two versions of a shoe, so they would have like the patent shiny one and then they would have like the never yes, looking one. Yes, and I
1: one. was never allowed the patent. So if they didn't have the one you
0: of- wanted, you could get the other one. It
2: was a vibe.
1: <laughs> Anyway,
0: um, can we have Rosie come and say hello for a second? Is that all right? hi hello how are you obviously you've been listening to our chat and we said hi Hi, but for those who don't know who you are and what you do could you please introduce yourself
2: Sure. Um, Hi, I'm Rosie McKissick. I'm the business unit manager, so I look after our kids' business for the whole of Clarks. So I'm loving the reminiscing about that experience of buying your first Clark shoes, chiming very hard with my experiences as well, I have to say, as a kid growing up.
0: Did you also grow up um, wearing Clarks as well? Or when did you get introduced to the brand?
2: I did I so my uh, sounds like maybe it certainly wasn't in Brixton it was in Fife so other end of the country um but we had a Clark shop um in our town as well and I vividly remember the patent versus non-patent battle and my mum very much being in the leather camp and I don't know if you remember there was a shoe and it had a bar on a pivot so you could wear it without like a strap over the top of your foot yeah so super cool and I was never allowed it so part of me is like have I gone into this role just to (laughs) just to bring it back (laughs) yeah just just so I can make that happen for myself
0: and Um, do you have any children
2: I've got three children um two girls and a boy girls age 10 and eight and a little boy who's two and a half
0: so you're gonna do this all over again the whole school shoes first steps process you're gonna start that all over again
2: Uh, yeah I know I yeah glutton for punishment I think um but we've we've got kind of one at each age group so we've got uh, my eldest secondary next year which is a whole different footwear preparation I think um one who's mid-primary who's very much in this universe that we're describing just now and then yeah Cass who hasn't even gone on his first day at school journey he's still very much in that first step space and do you find that
0: because you work you know you work with the brand and you know it so well do you feel like that has changed your understanding and your attitude towards children's shoes and like the kind of shoes that you choose for your children to wear or how you decide what they're going to wear
2: I I think it has I mean interestingly I've been at Clarks for 20 years so I started off working in the store I was literally crawling around on the floor fitting shoes on baby feet um and when I came to head office I worked without having my own children as part of the kids product team did a few other roles and came back to it as a parent. And I think just your understanding of the size of the child that is actually going to put those shoes on. And also as a parent, what you're worried about what you're willing to pay more for and what you're really not willing to pay for all of that stuff. I think you can't, you can't unknow it. I think once you're a parent, like that concern about doing the right thing for your kids and, and that kind of stuff. So I I think it definitely, gives me greater consideration but just to be clear it does not stop my kids making requests for shoes from a whole host of brands irrespective of, of what my job is
0: <laughs> and in terms of what parents should be looking out for we've both done the measurement thing so how did how did you do it with the kids first Candice
1: oh always in store for years, it was always in store until, and I don't know whether Clark's as a brand, um, whether this was in place before, but you know it just it, it was just like perfect timing that whole having a gauge sent to your house, buying the gauge so you can measure at home that, co- that understanding of that um, came to my uh, knowledge um, during COVID when we were all in lockdown because the reality was the kids were still growing so, um, and I was still way too scared to go into store. Also, going into store with maybe my then six-year-old, okay. My, th- my then two-year-old who literally... No, because he used to literally lick the floor. It's like... <laughs> so what was I going to do? Put him in cling film and like, be like, oh, let's go to this shop. So it was really, really um, nice to have the gauge sent. And I actually used the gauge up till even last week I now use it all the time I would say though there is an energy that going into a Clark's um, shop that is unbeatable the way the staff interact with the kids um, how fun they make it seem how exciting the shoes come across the way they get to interact with the product um, second to none in my opinion yeah
0: I definitely agree with you on that so interestingly she's all of her shoes like her first shoes and subsequent ones, have always been Clark's in terms of like what she
1: wears on a day-to-day and her school shoes or her everyday (gasps) like go on I also just want to say because I will forget we did with RJ we did not begin with Clark's because RJ well all of us but RJ is his father's first son so in his dad's mind, he was like, you're going to wear these really cool things like me. And da-da-da. the reality was though, is that RJ's foot is built like hardo bread. My West Indian listeners will know what hard dough bread is. <laughs> and it got to the point where the childminder would text us in the middle of the day, like, I've had to let RJ go bare feet because these shoes, he's clearly struggling to walk in. She was like, you absolutely must get him to Clark's because he has very, very wide feet. And so said, so done. Whenever we now try to veer away from Clark's, we end up in a scenario where, I remember we once took RJ to a kid's birthday party and he just asked to be propped up on the stool for like half of the party until we realized his shoes were uncomfortable. He was like, "It it actually isn't that cool to run around because my feet hurt. And so pivoting to Clark's um wasn't just the best choice for our pocket because that's another thing r j has a scooter, and he uses the front of his toe as the brake for the scooter so instead of like stopping like a normal person, he'll drag his big toe across cement or concrete I'm so sorry about to bring that. this. <laughs> So to bring this scooter to a stop. And there are many Clark's shoes for boys that have like this really robust toe. Like a so reinforced does.
0: The girls' shoes yeah. have it as well, you know, because actually, um good I am proud I'm not proud to say this. She managed to keep her school shoes long enough and mash them up enough that I saw what was underneath all of the black leather stuff. <laughs> and it's like some kind I don't even know, when you tap it it like responds. So it's pretty strong and robust. And um Yeah, in terms of like measuring her feet and stuff, actually one of the things that I found really helpful was, like you said, during COVID, the measuring at home. But also there is a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's like a kind of like tutorial, not tutorial, but like a step-by-step guide online as well that explains how you should figure out their sizing. And then also you don't then say they're a size X, Y, Z. You type in the, I think it's the width. Is it, sorry, Rosie, is it centimeters or?
2: Yeah, so like if you type in, yeah, they type in the measurements and it's like a little clever calculator in the background that throws out you're a 3G or whatever. Um, So you've got like a recommendation, uh, which is nice. But it's interesting what you say, like the, like the lockdown. Really, I think for a lot of people, like we sold out of those gauges. Like they were hotly in demand. They were eBayed. Like there was kind of they were contraband. um... (laughs) Exactly. So like there was you know high demand for the gauges over that period. But I think you know for a lot of people like I totally like you're describing um your son like licking the floor I mean I have been there and like I mean that's a real thing right especially during COVID the idea of dragging like multiple children into an environment that didn't totally feel comfortable even when the stores were opened because of course for a long time like you literally unless you were buying something in the supermarket you couldn't go to a shop and choose anything I think culture in the UK like so many people do want that kind of Clark's experience with the measurement and expect to go in and speak to a store member get a recommendation suddenly you know children don't stop growing they don't care whether there's a pandemic on or not like they are just growing 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 as a parent what do you do like maybe for an older kid you can estimate based on their previous shoe size but for those first shoes you have no idea what size they are. Do they have wide feet? Do they have narrow feet? They all look soft and round and squishy when they're little. So um, yeah, without the stores, I think a lot of people did end up buying a gauge. And like, we literally, I think by the summer of that first lockdown, we had completely sold out of them. I don't think it's ever happened before.
0: I think that's incredible and I think a point that as well I just want to raise is that's really helpful as well because we're talking about you know the first time like we kind of took our kids in to get their feet measured or their first pair of shoes but for some families for various different reasons it's not always easy or accessible for them to get into a store and so being able to do it in the comfort of your own home and knowing that once you've kind of put in the measurements, you're going to get the size, you can go online and order the shoes, it makes it a more seamless process, which in itself is like, I remember a lot of the first whilst I enjoyed them, I don't think I enjoyed them as much as I could have in especially the fourth trimester, because I was so nervous about like, different things or just a little bit anxious. And so taking the, the stress of like getting out your house, sometimes is all you need to feel more comfortable and confident. And then you know, when you're ready to go out, you guys have got the right pair of shoes on as well. So I think, yeah, for families, it is something that is so, so helpful. And also for for kids who might be nervous as well about getting their feet measured or, Mm. you know, not sure about the whole process as well. I think it just kind of makes it a bit more familiar.
2: I think it's a responsibility, like of all retailers, if you have kind of respect and compassion for your consumers, actually, our job is to make it as easy as possible for them to find what they're looking for. And you're right, some people, and we've certainly had a lot of research on first shoes, like a lot of the times people will want to come into store and like candace you mentioned something about your son's first steps and how actually you were like oh my god this is first steps and you turn up at the play school or preschool and they're like oh no actually he did that last week and i think for a lot of us like if you're a working parent or if your kids are going to kind of um you know some sort of childcare setting you are going to miss some of those moments i remember my kids nursery saying to me do you want us to tell you if they actually hit any of these milestones or Do you want to just like, you know, discover it for yourself? So I think, you know, like being able to then find things like first shoes, um, you know, being able to go to a Clark shop and commemorate those milestone moments in your own way, in your own kind of time, like taking back control of some of the things that maybe, you know, you've missed for whatever reason is, is actually a nice thing for a brand to be able to offer beyond just here's the shoe that you take home at the end.
0: A parental first step. How did you find it, and which one was the most significant for you? And um, do you want to go first, or is he
2: parental first step? Gosh, uh, wow. I mean, like, there's obviously you've talked about some of the the big ones it right? Like, I do vividly remember like being kind of sent home from the hospital and being like, oh my god. <laughs> to do this by myself and like literally getting home and just thinking I can't do it and nobody had prepared me for the kind of gross indignities of motherhood like without wanting to be too graphic just like literally standing there thinking my body has completely fallen apart this child is, is kind of emitting stuff all over me from every orifice and just thinking oh my God, I don't know how to do it. So I think there's like the kind of the emotional and physical reality of like coping with that, like that first week, I think is ingrained on my mind. And if you told me I was going to go on and have another two, I think I would have laughed at you. Um, I'm laughing, I'm still (laughs) laughing. Yeah, you're still laughing. Um, (laughs) You know, so I I think that's a big thing. I think, you know, um, there's some funny ones as well. Like I remember the first time my daughter ate a sandwich, like with the top and the bottom piece of bread together. And I was like, you were getting all the flavors at once and I was like that is a milestone right like you know you're you're coming into your own here um but you know every day has these lovely little kind of moments um where they say something for the first time or you have an interaction the first time my son actually two weeks ago said oh, I love you mommy for the first time and mm-hmm. you know it's it, you know the novelty of that it's, never wears off like I think you're just constantly proud of all these little things which from the outside maybe are insignificant but as a parent take on huge emotional significance
0: what about you girl
1: interestingly it was quite recent and it was driving my kids to drop them off at school oh when you were doing
0: it on your yeah okay
1: I, and I wanted to bring that up because I think we get so locked into the parental first of the earlier days, there are still so many that creep up on us later in life. And it took me ages to learn to drive. And I live in the middle of nowhere. Literally, a bus won't even go to the places I'm trying to go. Um, and so I spent way too much money on taxis. And when I finally passed my test... And I took them, I drove them to school. Like, even my son now is like, wow, mummy, you're driving. Let's get in your car. I, I'm still like, yeah, I am. It is me driving. Like, and for the first few trips, like, we, we didn't put any music on. And they were like, oh, are you all right? Oh, do you know how to turn the car? What's so funny is they were saying that to me, like they could do it. Like, RJ was like, oh, do you know how to get out of here? As if he could jump in and help if I didn't know what to do and so for me it's a very um it was independence for us all round and especially as their caregiver being able to take them from A to B on our own time and should an emergency arise I was like yeah well done us. yeah
0: I definitely think that's a big one I I'm still taking taxis and just <laughs> we'll get there one day <laughs> um but I think it's so funny because I should have thought about my own answer when I asked this question. Um,
1: I think. I want to say is it not for you, though, traveling? you traveled with a whole baby but like do you know I, sometimes I feel like as your friend I have to remind you of your own life like Sana was like nine months or something and you like put on a backpack no that wasn't traveling I know what you're talking about that
0: wasn't real traveling that was like I went to a festival for the first time and I went camping for the first time but yeah I, okay fair enough yeah but that wasn't <laughs> by pub actually okay actually so i if I can do this, can I say two different ones, two different travel times. So I would say the first time we did a longer trip, more than like, you know, TFL and like, you know, the tube or something. <laughs> um, and so we went by public transport all the way to like somewhere in the Cotswolds to a music festival. Mm. And yeah, I got on a coach and I took a bike lock for my pushchair so that I didn't get robbed by any people in the (laughs) night (laughs) time who'd been um, drinking or anything like that. So, yeah, that was actually, yeah, that was pretty cool and also a bit, a bit wild. And then I would say we went to... Do you know what, actually, I have a video of her. Oh my gosh, I've just seen it in my mind. In her little, she's wearing Clark. she's got on like these pink, you know, the first walker, I don't know what you call them, the first shoes for Clark. They've got like soft bottom and then they've got the ones up from that where like they just start walking on that like, hard ground. So the shoes are a bit more like reinforced. So I have a video. We took an 18 hour trip to Panama in Central America to visit my godfather. And she was in the um, bassinet you know, at the front of the plane when you've got babies there in yes. bassinets. And yes. I remember looking at her and thinking, like, this is so cool. But also, look at your little pink feet hanging at the end. <laughs> like you're, you're still a baby. Um, So, yeah, that was definitely a big thing. And also because I, I've i done all of the traveling with her on my own. So we went, first of all, halfway up the country and then halfway across the world. And um, I would say probably that's still a really interesting first. I would say... Another interesting first in terms of travel is traveling with friends. Like when we've taken the girls away together and just seeing their interaction, and you know what kids are like when you are like, This is what we're doing, this is your fun activity for your holiday. And when they have somebody to back them up and be like, I'd rather not, or I'd rather do something else. <laughs> so, yeah, that's also interesting. Like what kind of traveler she is, she's not the same as me. Um, So that's quite interesting too. You have to unmute yourself. You know you're muted. You're just (laughs) laughing in silence.
1: (laughs) Please leave that in there, that's so funny.
0: (laughs) How do you guys feel about things like when your kids are old enough to choose their own shoes? Do you, Rosie, do you guide parents on how to keep their kids in you know like good shoes but also respect their individuality and their fashion sense and stuff like that
2: yeah I think um the the big thing is really understanding the consumer and right kids are all different and I think increasingly encouraged to express their personality their sense of style and i think parents are much more willing to let them make the choice of what footwear or clothing they want to to kind of put on so i I think the i guess the communication for clarks from a, a brand point of view and certainly the way that my team and i think about it is right we need a collection of products that covers characters for children who want their imagination sparked that have mini me like you know so that the kids can dress like their parents or older siblings or or that kind of thing um but also some stuff that's just super simple and versatile for parents who are like this is an investment and i want my kid to be able to wear it as much as possible like the priorities are different and the responsibility that we have is if they all look amazing and they're targeting their you know different consumers that actually they all adhere to the same standards so i think you know regardless of whether you buy the little baby wallaby or whether you buy the one with the kind of big pat, big cat footprint on the bottom they're all going to be the right kind of weight and shape with the right fastenings and the right materials to make sure that um, you know children's feet can develop as they're intended to so I think yeah offering enough choice but also making sure that fundamentally they deliver on the same promise of um, you know care for the, the child that will wear them
0: in terms of things like um, the baby wallabies, I didn't even realise you guys did that. So that's so cool. Do you guys do um, mini-me ranges like the whole way, the whole kid age range through?
2: So we, this is something we're doing a lot more of. So we've, we kind of... Um... We've developed a little kind of a home for it, which is Clark's family, which will start to kind of make a much more consumer facing communication so that everybody does know that it's there. And it covers the little baby wallabies and the little baby desert boots, which, you know, you can't see something in a size three and not fall in love with it. I think it's like anything miniature is great um but we'll also include you know over time we'll we'll look at other um key products from the the adults collection and take those down into kids sizes so that yeah you've got a proper all the way from the little pre-walkers the soft ones for kids that are just learning to get up on their feet all the way through to kind of youth and then adult sizing Um, i think there's so much more of that happening in the market and it just it feels like the right thing to be doing
0: and then Something that I kind of wanted to talk to you about, because I haven't really heard much conversation about it, but I know somebody who's a SEND mum and she used this service. And I think it's incredible that you guys offer it, which is a service for odd shoe pairings. So for families or families with children who require for different reasons to not have shoes that are the same size on either foot, you guys especially for things like you know if they've got shin splints or splints especially anything you know walking aid wise that goes internally into the shoe how can people access that service and can you explain a bit more about it
2: sure so i mean um it's the best place to go is is store but you can also call customer care um, which we have the the number on the website, but the basic premise is that like, you shouldn't be penalized because, you know, you may have some, like you say, an ortho, orthopedic kind of, um, element that you need to insert into the, the shoe. Um, so basically you can come in and you can buy from two different pairs and you get a kind of reduction in the price. So again, we're not kind of penalizing people for, um, you know, having different kind of requirements. Like our, all of our bodies are unique and different and, um, yeah so i think the the premise came from that but i remember working in store we we actually got quite a high uptake on that thing and it's surprising how many people are affected by issues like that so um it's it's great that we are able to to be in a position to offer that service
0: and is that across all of the children's shoe ranges and lines
2: yeah you should be able to go into any any store um and and have that kind of conversation and the store team members should all be kind of um completely up to speed on on what they can do but yeah the the premise would be whatever you need because um you know different families will need different shoes for different purposes so my final question is I guess something
0: that actually quite cool the whole mini me thing ties in well to this that whole idea of finding out who you are as a parent versus a person and re-finding out who you are as a person versus a parent I think Things like when my kid said to me, can I wear a jacket like yours? She started to see me as like an individual. And she was like, I want to be like you. Whereas I felt like for a long time in her life, she was like, you're just my mum. Like, you know, and I was also like, "Hey, I'm just your mum. And it was something that, I don't know, it's such a minor thing, but just like a garment or some like individuality that your child likes or sees in you and thinks is pretty cool. How did you guys find the process of that whole conversation? Are you still having it?
1: I'm, yeah, I'm unmuted. We are we we are I'm going through a process with Esme because we are such different characters But I'm I'm very interested in her version of cool she's a very very cool Person, And not even... I wouldn't even say child. I can just foresee her being a very cool adult. She has very, like, clear, distinct lines about how she wants to show up in the world. Be that just in clothes or the kind of job she wants to do or the kind of personality she has and the energy she wants to give off. And But she's also very much not interested in a what i do or what i look like and that, and that she's always like oh that outfit's pretty mum, or you look lovely or but it's she's like she's not and i have an a, a literal um fashion archive worthy of the me
0: her auntie Remy that's why
1: <laughs> and she is just like It's all nonsense. And I'm like, but this is da-da-da-da-da, made in this time by this person. She's like, yeah, 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 that's cute. Um, Where are my baggy cargo pants and my bucket hat? And (laughs) And so, and Esme, since she was, Um, very young, has always been different. So she had locks as a baby. That's a very unique hairstyle to have. You don't usually see locks on someone so young. She started wearing glasses when she was one and a half. That's really, you know, so all those things made her a bit different. And I think she's just really leaned into her quirks. But then also, while she's not exactly like me, she appreciates maybe my quirkiness. She's like, you know, mum, I see a lot of women fuss about their hair, but you don't have any, so I just don't know why they just don't shave it all off and then they'll just have a much better time. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm having to explain to her that my version of cool is is not the world's version of cool, but then in some twisted way she finds that cooler. She's like, yeah, but
2: that. so it's very strange. Yeah.
0: How about you, Rosie?
2: Yeah, I think like... Uh, it's always an interesting one in terms of like nature and nurture. I have two girls who are complete polar opposites, and what they, what I think is cool about them, um, and what they think is cool about me is completely different. Um, so the activities that we do together are completely different. The way that they dress is completely different. Um, and you know, one of them is like super creative. She's into animation. That is her absolute dream is to do all of that, and she has a very, very specific. she's like pure head to toe tomboy just black tracksuits the whole time um and the other one she would be in your closet for sure candy she would be in there rifling around like she is you know constantly experimenting with outfits she'll change her outfit four times a day um but just what she's interested in it's not even just how she dresses it's the kind of the gymnastics and sporty activities and yeah and I, i think you know they have the same parents the same kind of childhood and they're just completely different people and I I love that and I think you know as a parent you imagine yourself in one way but the reality is your relationship to your kids makes you a different parent for each of them I think
0: you're silent again
2: I know I know I'm silent again (laughs) no I agree and
1: and that's something I understand um what Rosie's saying um because I've got two kids I find myself showing up as different people. For them, um, wow! Had I could to
0: be, be a different parent, God. Yeah,
1: no. yeah. I have to be far more rugged in my communication with RJ because he's such a brick wall sometimes. Where he's just, I'm like, oh, you know, come give me a kiss, and he's just like, oh, get off me. And then, whereas Esme, it Esme then overcompensates for what he doesn't give. Esme's like, can I just breathe your air? Let's share this water bottle. Let's let, uh, Esme, you've got your own bed. Yeah, yours is better. And so I find myself becoming a different person and parent for each of them at any given time. But then also in some sl- in some slow-mo, I'm watching a shift. RJ has become so loving of late. Apparently, you know, child my under said yesterday, he's like, I want to go home now. I miss my mum. I was like, wow. 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 Right, right, right. Because you know RJ, like, shocker. And then this morning, driving Esme to school, I was just trying to have healthy bants and, like, kiss her. And she was like, I'm reading. I was like, okay, guys. (laughs) I'm not ready for
0: anyone to change. Everybody should stay as they are. We just arrived Uh, at that plateau in
1: parenting where everything feels chill. I feel like there's never a plateau, though. A A bit like with their feet growth. I'm not even joking. I just feel like there's never that and speaking of feet growth Esme's gone from like I don't know she was like a junior 12 and all of a sudden she's a size three
0: to who sorry yeah do you know what's so funny I feel like you read my mind because I was just about to say to Rosie quick question by the way (laughs) are growth spurts really real with their feet is it because sometimes I feel like she she um just her feet just stopped growing for about Mm -hmm. I don't know what felt like six to nine months and now she's progressing at a pace that i'm like okay
2: new shoes again great <laughs> growth spurt a growth spurt is a a a, like a super real thing and i think
0: is there a specific time that it happens or
2: no i mean different kids i mean it sounds such a cliche but um they do grow at at different paces and at different rates i think that's why we kind of encourage people to come back relatively regularly every couple of months just get measured and check but i think it's not just even about the size of their feet like what physically they can do particularly in that first Uh. four years you know like a two-year-old versus a four-year-old like one of them can jump with both feet off the ground and the other one can't like it is you know it's significant physical development as well as like in terms of what they can do as well as the size and the shape of their feet so they'll have these massive leaps and i mean certainly i'm saying this as a a kind of product specialist certainly not as a children's um (laughs) development expert but like they you know what we observe we do huge amounts of wear testing and you know what a kid is doing in a shoe at 18 months versus what they're doing even a year later can be completely dramatic. Mm-hmm. And you just have to bear that in mind, like whether that's the toe bumpers or having a little bit of extra grip on the sole or a little bit of extra cushioning. Oh. Yeah, so the, the size, the shape, but also what they do. Those growth spurts are just relentless. Yes.
0: Wild Well, wow. so it's real so I'm not imagining it I love that see this is this is the other thing I don't have anyone to compare her to so I, I can't be like your other sibling there there is that's a ghost they don't exist so there's no person to compare. They just—it's just that just like, I'm just like, do you think this is normal? And she's like, yeah or no. Yeah. And I'm like, how does it feel? <laughs> Great, cool. But she's, <laughs> she um, she does like, she does like getting new shoes actually quite a lot. And she also has still got the. So I know that in terms of the kids' foot gauges, there's the infant one I think, and then the kids yeah. one. So now mm. she uses the infant one for her teddy bears. <laughs> she like Aww. plays shoe shop with them. <laughs> because she's obviously she's doesn't she can't fit into it anymore so she just plays around with it and stuff like that and I think it is so so interesting but in terms of like the whole person versus parent conversation I think what's really interesting now is like seeing what you said about especially like her sense of style versus my sense of style mm-hmm. and just also my individuality and how that's developed as as your kid grows up you also like grow in a different way too and I think Watching that happen at the same time, she's going to finish her first year of school now, and like you said, there are a lot of emotions on the first day. And I remember before she started school, hearing parents talk about their kids' first day, and and then hearing them talk about their last day of term after the uh. at the end of reception, and how they were just a bit like, yeah, it's fine, it's whatever. Now, I, like, I could never, I can't imagine just feeling like, okay. It's you know, they did a first year of school, and it's so significant. But also, yeah, she's just on the first year of school, and she went to school. Most days and was fine about it. And it's like you're in the rhythm and you're in the system, and it almost gives you that was such a consuming thought process the summer before she began school and like yeah. how to do even yeah. things like now getting her uniform, school shoes, all that kind of stuff. I feel like I'm gonna do it in a much more easeful way than I did last year. And that comes from us just all being a bit more into the groove of life and the groove of parenting, but it also is subject to changes. You have both so colorfully explained to
2: me (laughs) yeah like you can see how suddenly you wake up and they're like 18 like it's yeah once you're in in that group, like you say you build up to these milestones whether that is the first steps, the first day at school you know whatever first day of first time they go away from home stay overnight whatever Mm. it is and suddenly what was like a novelty and a huge emotional like you're like you say you're just in it and then you're living it and I don't know I just have this horrible feeling of like one day waking up and being oh that was it like that was my that was my time with my my kids and now they're grown-ups doing their own thing and I don't know like you know I'm sure I'll be deeply proud of them um but also like I feel sad already (laughs) for this thing that's still like a decade away it's yeah a terrifying thought
0: so we'll just keep them as little as possible for as long as possible (laughs) see how it goes well I just want to say thank you for coming on and having a chat with us Rosie thank you for yeah explaining so many different things to us it's nice when you get to talk to somebody who works on the inside of like you know this is like a heritage brand this is something that like we grew Mm. up on we've raised our kids on and you know so many people across the world the country like have a relationship with Clark so it's nice to meet somebody who can explain to us how it all works and also how much thought you guys put into it I didn't know you did all the focus groups and testing and stuff like that
1: I don't know we've got baby wallabies bruv like honestly I'm logging on right now I don't even know why
0: (laughs) watch her Instagram stories for the next I don't know 7 to 14 days (laughs) Did you know what I didn't know So Clarks have done like a really really cool Like the, the brand is really cool With that, the collabs that you guys do All the different types including MMD So thank you for that But um, I watched a video About all the different types of originals And I didn't know about Desert Treks Wow They are <laughs> wow d- Wow Like I got um Like some like I think they're like a second generation Like desert boot but there's, like, all types of different in the desert range. And, yeah, it just made me so happy. Like, I was, like, scrolling on the website the other night, like, looking at the colours and then going on to, like, Pinterest and looking at, like, string vests in the same shade. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I I can imagine Notting Hill Carnival already.
1: You, uh, you, no, no, no. This is why we're best friends. You took that word out of my mouth because I was like, has there never been a Clark's and Notting Hill They did collab? a Jamaica
0: collab. Okay, I think we're probably going to have to cut this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> but they did a Clark's Times Jamaica collab and they went to Jamaica. I'm gonna send you the video. No, it's, I've seen that. Have you I seen have it? I've
1: actually seen that. But can I'm you like, imagine it at carnival but, with the sound system? Do you, do you know what, guys? Like, pull us into the marketing meeting, but I'm like, Clark's at Notting Hill Cut. No, you don't understand. I need a string best dress. Uh, I, no, I you know what? It. I wanna be on the float. It's fine. Just make. Like... <laughs>
0: Literally like a jerk <laughs> pan and a sound system and it does. Like honestly, I I just I basically can't wait until Sana is old enough for her first pair of desert boots. Like I just oh, wow Esme can
1: get some now actually. She okay. can and okay. then get yeah, the suede can. the my suede life. spray, honey. Yeah. Wow, changed my life. <laughs> Ch- so I'm so happy. Like literally, because I I remember uncles and aunties in Barbados and Jamaica requesting clerks to be set down in a (laughs) barrel.
0: Literally, (laughs) wear (laughs) them to all occasions Christmas, birthdays, funerals, everything. (laughs) Anyway, we have to wrap this up. It's been a great (laughs) chat. (laughs) Thank you for coming, Rosie. Um, If you guys want to find out any info or anything about measuring kids' feet, finding out more info about where you can you know find locations of Clark's stores if you'd rather go in store or if you want to order a foot gauge before getting the shoes then um I will leave the information at the end of this episode take care and bye
2: bye Bye. thanks guys
0: thank you for listening to us talk about our first steps with Clark's if you'd like to find out more about any of the things mentioned in this episode please head to at Clark's Shoes on Instagram or they can alternatively be found at www.clarks.co.uk and we can be found at Make Motherhood Diverse. Take care!